Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to discuss and talk about the topic of truth. What is truth? How do we individually define truth? And what does the word of God say about truth? We define truth as telling something like it is. Telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. So truth has two definitions. The first, telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3.15 that we should always be ready to give each man an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us, and we must do this with gentleness and respect. With gentleness as well as with respect. Then the Bible also tells us that the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So we as Christians, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Second Corinthians Chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. Again, the weapons that you and I as Christian servants, believers, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We don't convert people uh, into what we believe in by military assault. We don't coerce individuals into believing in Jesus. We don't intimidate people into joining our church. We don't lure individuals into our faith by gimmicks and tricks. Rather, we pray. And we act according to the precepts of God's word. No, we don't combat the evil one through physical means. We combat the evil one primarily by spiritual means. We pray. We talk to God about the situation. We allow the Holy Spirit to influence us. We relent 
and allow God to have his way. And as I look around and I hear from uh, various Christians and I look around at the state of our nation, as I read articles, as I uh, drive down the road, as I do workshops, I realize that until Christians come to a firm and sound understanding of their faith, not much is going to happen in terms of righteousness in our communities. Until Christians are able to fully understand for themselves what truth is versus what falsehood is. Our homes would never be what they need to be. And as a result, if we as believers don't fully understand what truth is, our churches will never be where they ought to be. It's amazing how many believers have adopted the doctrine of relativism versus absolute truth. You may be asking, what is relativism? By relativism, we are saying there are some people who dare to reject the notion of absolute truth as prescribed in scripture. And rather they define truth as being subjective, meaning truth can be true for me, but it doesn't have to be binding or true for you. So in other words, I can create God in my own image the way that I feel like creating him. I can create salvation according to my understanding versus what the scripture is saying. Lying, as an example, may be bad for you, but it doesn't have to be bad for me. Righteousness is subjective. If you want to be holy, then that's true for you, but it doesn't have to be true for me. So some of you all listening to me right now may be saying that's absurd. Who in their right mind would embrace such doctrines? But I promise you, you'll find individuals in our own churches that embrace the doctrine of relativity. These are the same individuals who choose and parse the Bible for their own expediency. These are individuals who quote scriptures, but yet have interpreted the scripture for themselves rather than what God intended for the scriptures to mean. So in short, truth is telling something like it is. Truth is that which corresponds to its object. Truth doesn't just describe God, but it's essentially who God is. Truth, again, comes out of the nature of God. Now, scripture shows us that God deals with us 
in truth. Because God has no potential for falsehood. He is fully actual and his full actuality is rooted in his veracity. His displeasure, for an example, with Adam was rooted in Adam's violation of the covenant, which was rooted in the truth of his words. In addition, when we look at scripture, God even disapproved of our great patriarch Abraham for not telling the truth about his wife. And we find this in Genesis 20. David, who was a man after God's own heart, was not exempt from God's law planted in truth. If we remember, David was not just a man after God's own heart, but he also committed adultery, but was also complicit in a murder plot and could not escape God's truthful justice. God can swear by himself. Why? Because he is sovereign and his sovereignty is also based on the correspondence view of facts. That is, he's the only wise God who can be trusted. As we find in Hebrews 6 verse 13. And it reads, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. So God himself is the standard of truth. He is the standard for what all things extend from. So when people uh, reject absolute truth they're in a sense rejecting God I am not the standard of truth so it's a red herring to uh, argue that because you committed this transgression I can't accept the scriptures because you've made mistakes let me explain I often hear believers comparing themselves to one another as if we were the standard of truth or the standard or the plumb line of righteousness. We do not compare ourselves to one another. We ought to compare ourselves to the standard set by Jesus himself. I don't live primarily for my neighbor. My primary view, my primary objective is to follow God through Christ. And as an extension of that, I'm able to, able to be a good neighbor. I'm able to love. I'm able to uh, be truthful. I'm, I'm able. I have a reason to extend the love that God has infused me with because I first know him. And is it true? If I do a certain act and I violate uh, 
a certain rule, I, I violate a certain ordinance. Is it true that God is uh, not pleased? And the answer is yes. In him, we move and we have our being, which is uh, from a secular uh, inspired doctrine. But Paul tells us that the principles are rooted in God's truth. So again, are we being truthful or have we gotten caught up in the secular movement based in deism or humanism or uh, based in atheism or scientism? Are we living according to the scriptures or have we turn to lean unto our own understanding are we following Jesus with a clear conscience or have we allowed our own subjective theology to mix with the truth of the gospel and I'm here to just to remind everyone that if we want the best out of God if we want God to keep blessing us to the level that he desires to bless us, we have to do our part. And nothing can be worth any value when it comes to God if it's not rooted in his truth. We can have our own truth, but it's really not truth. It's delusion. Are we following the precepts set by Christ himself? Are we reconciling with the brother or sister we have conflict with based on the biblical prescription? Are we loving our spouses the way we ought to love them based on the scriptures or are we set on the doctrine of self-centeredness? Are we raising up our children to fear God or are we pleased and satisfied with just Raising children that follow the law. Are we content with our small groups being intimate and small and manageable? Or are we open to the Holy Spirit moving us outside of our comfort zone so we can bring other people into our Bible studies? Are we satisfied with uh, just giving the bare minimum to our church and to missions, or are we open to the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, guiding us to give towards causes that God would have us give towards? Are we able to recognize the truth? And when we look at Scripture, Everything that God has shown us, has revealed to us from Genesis to Revelations is rooted in his truth. This is why it's important that we understand God's laws based on the truth. Because when the time comes for us to give an account for what we believe in, for what we have done, whatever we say to our God, even now, 
at this present moment have to be based on the truth. God didn't take the excuses Adam was giving him. Adam said, well, Lord, it's the woman that you gave me. But that didn't wash because God reminded Adam that you took a covenant with me. You made an oath to me. And that oath that I gave you was based on truth. And when you, we don't follow God's ordinances, we're basically making excuses. And God is not pleased with it. And he, he, he's not going to change his mind on the things that he's already shown us that he wants us to follow. Oh, how great would it be if God can get his children to turn their faces back to him and be more concerned about the truth than just being popular, to be more concerned about the truth than just getting along, to be more concerned about the truth of his word than just fitting in. Oh, how great would it be? How powerful would the church be if we would start sacrificing our lifestyles and turn it in for the sanctification process that the gospel pushes us to? How wonderful and dynamic would it be? How uh, impactful would our communities become? If Christians would start operating in the truth, if those Christians that uh, are empowered or have been given uh, certain blessings will utilize those blessings for godly truth. How great would this nation become if Christians would start operating in the truth instead of us siding with the lost world who doesn't know any better? What would it mean if we start siding with God? If we start telling people that murder is wrong, that infanticide is wrong, that abortion is wrong, that uh, uh, living in a lifestyle full of fornication is wrong, that God is interested in the father taking care of his children. What would it mean? If we would all start telling the truth in love and sharing the truth in love. And we often hear, well, we're not supposed to judge. Now, that is a misinterpretation of the scriptures. What the Bible tells us is we are not to judge to condemn, but it's okay to judge or it's permissible to judge to assess whether an act is right or wrong. If we couldn't judge, then Christians could never say anything. Again, we are to judge, to assess if an act is right or wrong, not to condemn. So as Christians, if we see our fellow man and woman living beneath the standard that God has desire for them it's our obligation to share with them the gospel which is truth my point is this that God can swear by himself because he is sovereign now therefore as the scripture says 
fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Joshua 24 and 14. And as we read this passage in Joshua, it is apparent that God was interested in letting his people know that they ought to worship him sincerely and that worship have to be rooted in truth. It does matter to God how we worship him. It does matter to God the motive behind our worship. It matters to God that we have a correct understanding of who he is, that he's not like any other God, which is not uh, any genuine or authentic God at all. But any so-called God outside of the real God is just a demigod. It's just a God made with hands and made by human efforts. So God, if we're going to deal with truth, must be worshipped. In spirit and in truth, we must know him ontologically, meaning we must know about his nature. We must know about his likes and dislikes. And in knowing who God is, we are able to better please him. We're able to offer up a better sacrifice. We're able to live our life circumspect and to live our life in accordance to his scriptures that we may help other people know how far they can go or not go. So in Joshua, the passage reads, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And then he admonishes uh, the children of Israel, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. So it's important that we worship the true and authentic God. It's important that we as believers, we as Christians know what the truth is so that when the counterfeit arises, we'll be able to identify it as such and not engage uh, in falsehood. It is my prayer that this uh, brief message on truth has impacted you in a small way pricked your heart to consider making some changes and hopefully uh, you live up to the standard that God will want you to have. We also pray that you consider becoming a financial sponsor of sound reasoning as we endeavor to educate, train and empower Christians in correctly defending the faith and sharing the gospel message. Uh, we love the Lord, and uh, we know that you love the Lord also. So we ask for your prayers. And for those who can give, again, uh, please consider uh, giving a financial donation uh, to support this ministry. We hope that uh, you're able to use this information in your various ministries. And may the Lord continue to bless you all as we uh, meet again and talk about the truth. May God bless you. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. 
Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time, to explore His will for your life, and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search Your Daily Bible Verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.